everybody. Welcome to another episode of Peace, Prosperity, and Penis. So, so much has happened since the last time you all have heard from me. Um, I'm just kind of caught up with school and work right now. But you guys know I wasn't going to let the month end without giving you another episode, right? Well, I hope you know that. <laughs> so for What's Your Peace, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to go over. I'm going over um, all of like last month and like what's going on currently as well. I'm just going to start off with being angry about the Oscars. Y'all know Angela Bassett got cheated at the Oscars. Um, and this happens almost all the time, almost every year, and it's frustrating, because I really, we all thought this was the moment, this was the time, like, if you guys go back and look at the reaction, her face was just like, again, I know you fucking lying, (laughs) and so I was upset that Angela Bassett didn't win, and she's not getting her flowers while she's still here and still on the scene. Um, while we are talking about Angela's, let's talk about Angela White, also known as Black China. If you guys have not seen, she's doing this really big transformation journey, and I don't even know what she's calling it, but she has her, uh, she's getting her breast reducted, she's getting her ass shots removed, she got her face fillers removed. And she got a tattoo removed as well. She looks great. Um, And the last thing I heard about her is like she has a hairline now. And she's selling hair. Um, It's just really good to see her give us a fresh face. And her being like, you know, I'm kind of over that phase. I went through all of that. And, you know, she's she's in her 30s now. So she probably is tired of all the extra stuff like, you know, When your body's modified, it has a lot of upkeep that you have to do. You have to redo those surgeries. You have to stay in the gym. Um, And she was talking about how she looked, like her face was just so dramatic. She just didn't like it at some point. And she has videos showing her process. And she just looks good. She looks like she's feeling good. She's smiling a lot more. And this is the most we've seen her in a long time. So shout out to Angela White. That's what she's going by now. But speaking of Black China, her mama, Tokyo Tony, (laughs) that's a wild girl. You know what? She just says anything that comes to her heart and her mind. And it just, people always say, like, if you have a mama like that, you do not need enemies. Because you could tell how she triggers Angela, like, there's so many videos of her like sending nasty messages to her or just talking about her and her life and like she was saying oh it don't mean nothing that she's getting her feelings removed or whatever whatever then next week when she got the tattoo removed she posted a big video crying screaming like oh she's getting that shit off of her body da 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 and I just want to know why Tokyo Tony is so unhinged. <laughs> like, she's honestly like one of the most unhinged women I've ever encountered. Like, you never know what she's going to say, what's going to come out of her mouth. There's so many TikTok videos of her in the car 
just doing her and then now there's this like um podcast series where somebody sat down and interviewed her and we found out that she's actually like not from the trenches her dad was like a is like a famous um musician and so she just actively chose this lifestyle like she actively chose to be this ratchet person and it's just wild just wild um, <laughs> and in the same family of Black China, y'all know I gotta talk about Tyga. Tyga and Avril Lavigne was seen out and about together, and we don't know if they're dating, but they was looking real cozy, and I'm not mad at it. I'm really not. Tyga really just hasn't been into nobody's business ever since he broke up with Kylie. Um, he kind of been just minding his business, pops out on a feature, a feature here and there. And he's a Scorpio. I love Scorpio. So shout out to him and Avril Lavigne. I hope it works out. Avril Lavigne looks good. She's not Asian like normal white people. I'll just say that. <laughs> also, Rolling Loud happened. And it looks like it was a good turnout. I was just really excited for the City Girls because they look happy together. Like, their energy was together the stage presence was very much there um and they said they were coming out with some new music like they've been putting out little snippets and videos you know them talking about that new song coming out um carisha was on young miami was on um a remix and she did really good with that um, and I'm just excited to see them back outside. Like, you know, JT's kind of like in into herself person. So she's been posting more. They've been like out more. And that's just exciting to see. They like heating the girls up for the summer, you know. <laughs> I was also excited to see Ice Spice come out on such a big platform and do well and have a good crowd response. Um, you Did you guys see her with North... <laughs> Northwest and Ice Spice in the little TikTok videos. I thought that was so funny and so cute because then the next thing we know, North is like dressed as Ice Spice doing the same thing. And it was like, you know what? She was just doing character development the whole time that she was there. And I thought it was just funny. Like, it's cool to see um, a kid that's famous, like still be a fan, you know, still have that like a kid innocence thing where they kind of like are stardom by other people regardless of who their parents are or you know the following that they have they still are like into other people and can be fans of other people so I like that I thought that was really cute now I'm just gonna touch on it because I really don't know what's going on but did y'all guys see the Selena Gomez and the Hailey Bieber thing I just think that's so crazy. I mean, and it was just a lot of back and forth. It was just for a while, like about good two and a half, three weeks. They was going back and forth. That they was Team Selena, Team Haley. People was losing followers. People was posting receipts. People was posting like dates of Selena doing something, and later on dates of Haley doing the same thing or saying that same things that she would say. And I just was like, wow, this is wild. Um, 
And he was just like, girl, you are married to that man. You do not have to be in competition with nobody. You got the ring, you got the name. Just be happy. It was just wild. I don't, I don't know everything about it, so I'm not gonna get any deeper into that. Um, Nicki Minaj, Red Ruby the Sleeves. What did y'all think about that? I am a fan of the song, not so much of a fan of the visuals. I did not like the visuals at all, but Red Ruby the Sleeves, like she just had to let y'all know. Okay, she came back and she was like, Yeehaw, who the fuck told bitches they was me now? Like, y'all are delusional. Like, I see the rappers, the female MCs, y'all out here, y'all getting a bag, y'all got appearances, y'all got hostings. That's all good and dandy, but you will never be me. Okay, I held it down for 10 years by myself. Nobody's coming how I come. And she really just let that be known. Um, and I like I like that for her. You know, it's a little stingy. It's a little, like, stubborn. But I like that for her. Like, she's standing on everything that she's saying. <laughs> you know, so we can't be mad at that. Somebody that sticks to the to their side. Um, but with that being said, Nikki has her own record label now. And I thought about it, like, earlier in her career, I was kind of like, well, why isn't Nicki doing anything with um, artists, you know, because we always see Drake, how he branched off and started OVO, and he got The weekend and he got Party Next Door, and he, he was just working, he was doing other things um, with the OVO, and I was like, you know, Nicki should do something, Nicki should, and... She just had a different process. And even with her taking so long to branch out into um, developing other artists, she's still the first female rapper with the record label. Like, still, like, you know, everybody else, they had a chance if they wanted to do it and become the first to do it. But Nicki is still the first to be the female rapper with a record label. And I think that's exciting. I want to see you know, the talent that she picks up and develops. I'm really looking forward to what she's endorsing because anybody knows Nikki does great work with her features and collaborations. So I just want to see, you know, hear her ear for what she likes and what she develops and what she puts out as talent. That's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, and bad news, guys. TikTok is being banned. They're working on a TikTok ban, and it's really crazy um, because it's not just a TikTok ban that they're doing. They're trying to pretty much have access to anything that involves the internet, um, full access without our being like aware. You don't have to accept the cookies no more. You don't have to, you know, like it's just if you online, we got access. Um, and so that's kind of scary, and I hope that doesn't happen. You guys can contact your local representatives um, of local government and just be like, hey, if you are supporting this or you vote yes on this, I am not going to vote for you, or I'm going to vote for your competition, or, you know, anything you can do, because I think that's crazy. Everybody should have a right to privacy. 
um, we already don't have that much privacy no matter what. Um, there's cameras everywhere, there's trackers everywhere and everything. So that just being like out there like that, that would be wild. And I hope, I hope we do something to stop that. In other embarrassing news, did y'all guys see um, Tyrese's girlfriend in a video talking about, oh, like, you know, you cool, but, like, Paul Walker was more my speed. Like, I would have, like, loved to be with Paul Walker. Like, how embarrassing that is. How emasculating is that? Like, what? Why would you say that? And why would you say that on a video? And why would he post the video? Like, I just, I was just very embarrassed for both parties I got secondhand embarrassment because they have they've been together for a couple of years now, and so it's just like, what, well, what did you? Why would you even mention that? You know what I mean? Why would you say that? I could see if they broke up or it was just like a short fling, and she said that, but they have been together for a minute. Like I think he even divorced his wife over this girl, so it's just really it, that really sucks to hear somebody say that, <laughs> and that's like you know somebody you're madly in love with like he's always talked about like how she's so different she makes me feel young again she makes me want to record music again and you say something like that online out loud just just weird but that is all we have this week for or this episode for What's your piece? I know that was a lie. I know I never go this long, but I had to give it to y'all. All right, so for Is It Prosperous, I am going to be talking about being an empath versus operating out of hypervigilance because there's a difference, and I don't think people really know what that means. And I'm going to talk about how to assess what's happening when that is happening. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, maybe like three or four years ago, everybody was talking about, oh, I'm just a real big empath, and I just have such a healing nature, and I attract all these broken souls, all these broken spirits, because I'm just this really huge healer, and it was just kind of annoying to me, and I just want to talk about what's really going on and how to know the difference. <laughs> So an empath is somebody that can experience someone else's emotions and feelings and they're able to relate no matter where they are in their lives. They're able to relate to someone else's struggle per se and um, they're able to see things from a different perspective no matter what's going on. Even if they were the victim in that situation they're able to see the perspective of the person that was the villain, if that makes sense. Uh, hypervigilance is someone that is constantly paranoid about a threat. They're constantly looking to see what other people think or feel, how someone else's demeanor or tone changed, and how they should react to that. And... A good example of that is if you're having a discussion with someone and they're not like fully into the discussion because they're constantly looking for your reaction. 
that way they can change the discussion or change the narrative to fit to what you are what you think is acceptable like those people that are always like you know looking oh why didn't you react to that or why don't you show that much emotion those are people that kind of operate out of that hyper vigilance uh, because they're constantly looking for acceptance and it is a trauma response to operate out of hyper vigilance and i think we all have experienced it to some degree i know for me growing up um being just like a teenager girl you're gonna experience that like wanting to be accepted doing what somebody else is doing or maybe reacting the same way someone else is reacting even if you don't even like genuinely feel that way uh, but being an empath you understand that this is what that person is going through and it sucks like man and I could imagine how that could be hard. I can imagine how that could make you feel like that. Like those are sentences that come from somebody that is an empath. And being an empath is something that comes from within. It's not uh, about anybody's outer appearance or demeanor or anything. Like have you ever had that person that just pulls you to the side and is like, is everything good? Are you okay? Something seems off with you. That is an empath because there's nothing about your outer appearance that has changed drastically. You're not telling this boohoo sob story, but they still notice the difference. Um, it comes from within. You can't lie to an empath. Like you can't, you can't tell them everything's okay and they know it's not because they feel that energy. It's just, it's just by nature how they respond and i was reading that the empathic part of your brain comes from like your creative part of the brain it comes from the brain that relates um, and accepts other people and is able to share and be open with other people and um, hypervigilance in turn is someone that is highly emotionally reactive like you're telling this sob story or this traumatic event and you're experiencing it again so maybe you cried or something somebody that is hyper vigilant is going to cry with you they're going to try to give you the same amount they're going to try to meet you there so that they are validating your experience and so that they are accepted by you by the way that you're like telling it and the way they're reacting to let you know that they see you, you know, and it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it just can be dangerous uh, because the biggest thing with the empath is they know this is not happening to them. They are able to separate what that person is going through versus themselves. Um, they are able to create boundaries. They are able to assess this is what I can do, this is what I can't do. They're not willing to um, neglect themselves to help you. There's only so far that an empathy will go. Hypervigilance, they ready. <laughs> they ready to jump off the cliff with you. You know, they're going all the way in. Um, and that's kind of like where the fine line is, where you understand okay, although this sucks and this is what this person is experiencing, 
I still have to get back to my life. I still have to do what I can do for myself. I can only help this person so much until it's harming me or coming in the way of me. And that's what I want people to be able to recognize when it's hypervigilance. It is something that is like reactive. But in being an empath, it's kind of like proactive, you know, regardless of what that person is telling you or how they're acting, you're able to kind of see what's going on without somebody else telling you. And being hypervigilant is not a terrible thing. We all have to do it to some degree to survive. But being in survival mode is just not prosperous. It's not. You're literally surviving. You're not living. You're not thriving. You're just making it. And I want everybody to know the difference and be able to recognize when they are being empathetic to somebody versus being hypervigilant and how to stop doing it and how to create those boundaries, how to have those conversations, how to separate yourself from those people and be like, man, that sucks. Or I could understand how that can make you feel like that. Or I could see that being a, a whatever kind of situation. Like that's somebody that's empathetic. Um, hypervigilance can kind of be like the same reaction. Like y'all trading stories. Y'all are trauma bonding at that point because they just want to feel accepted in that moment uh, or know that everything's okay. So they're going to go there with you. And that just can be very scary and very dangerous depending on the different type of personalities that you're dealing with. Sometimes it just goes too far. So I want y'all to think about, is it prosperous to be this huge empath, this huge healer, attracting all these broken people? Um, and really take a look at yourself because if you're attracting all these broken people, all these broken souls, what makes you think you're so healed and whole? You know what I mean? You attract what you are. If you're attracting people that are broken and all messed up, it's something in you that's probably not all the way together, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's it for Is It Prosperous? Thank you all for listening. All right, so for the sexual segment that remains nameless so far, I'm just coming off the top of the dome with this. I did not prepare this. So we're just going to see how it goes. I want to talk about sexual fantasies. Do you have one? How long have you had it? And where does it come from? Um, me personally, I've never had a fantasy or any specific thing that drove me. You know, of course, when I was younger, I would be attracted to a certain guy, like, oh, he got to look like this. He got to be this tall. He got to have abs. He got to have, you know. But as I'm getting older, the more, like, mature I become and realistic I become, there's nothing that's, like, specifically I just, like, envision or fantasize about. And I know a lot of people read and they write fan fiction, and I just... I just think it's weird. They take it too far. Uh, people obsess over these like certain celebrities and they just know that they're built like this and know that they are this kind of like sexually active person. I think it's kind of scary. 
Um, <laughs> and it's crazy, but it's still fun. I want to know what about your fantasy takes you there? What about it makes it like this dream world situation or this perfect thing? Is it something that was put on you, like something that was kind of talked up? Like you hear other people experience and they was like, yeah, you got to have that. You got to experience this at least once. Yeah, that's the shit. Or was it like um, a lot of people like that certain celebrity and everybody liked them and they just didn't understand why you didn't like them. And so then you kind of get into the successive mode about this celebrity or thing, a person. Is it um, a scenario? Is it like somebody that's involved in a certain career field? Like, you know, the corny, like <laughs> the corny porn where it's like, oh, I'm a maintenance man and I came to clear your pipes. <laughs> like, is it something like that? Or is it like something that is obtainable? Do you have more than one fantasy? And would you be open to having more than one fantasy or creating another fantasy? Um, I just think that is very interesting. I want to know what you guys' fantasies are. I don't have any personally... Um, I definitely have things I want to try and experience, but it's not a big deal if I don't. Um, so I think I kind of miss out on um, having a sexual fantasy, something that I just light up or get excited about or just think about or my mind wanders off to. Um, let me know what y'all are like in your minds about what's your fantasy, what's your dream person, what's your dream situation sex-wise. All right, thank you all for listening. Um, I will give you guys another episode definitely next month. It may be two episodes. We'll see um, the episodes every month for, I mean, every week for Black History Month, February. That kind of wore me out. It was a lot to do. It was fun. I, I felt good doing it, but it was just like, okay, you know, that's what it's really like. That's what's really be going on with the podcasters. Okay, I see what they be saying now. <laughs> but you guys um, follow me on TikTok and Instagram. It's the baby, B-A-Y-Y-Y underscore underscore B. That's three Y's, two underscores B. That's my TikTok and my Instagram. My Twitter is B-A-E-E-E underscore B. That's baby with three E's, one underscore. Um, I have been posting content on TikTok. Y'all just let me know. You know, follow me. DM me. Let me know what you're thinking. And I, I'll hear from y'all. Well, y'all will hear from me next time. <laughs>